To put us in perspective of where we are in the lectionary, today begins a bit of a three-part series in which Jesus is teaching using the image of a banquet. So for the next three weeks, including this weekend, we're going to hear this image of a banquet. Um, and Jesus is going to be using this image to talk about the heavenly banquet and about heaven in general and uh, what it means to get there and how do we get to heaven. So just so you're aware and you could put that frame in mind for the next three weeks, we're going to be using this image of a banquet. So we hear in the gospel, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. I had mentioned this a few weeks ago at Daily Mass, but when I hear Jesus say something like this, I'm reminded of two rock and roll songs. The first is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, and the second is Highway to Hell by ACDC. These songs seem to model how Jesus responds to the question he's asked, and he's referring to uh, the anticipated traffic in either direction, if you see where I'm going with that. And this should tell us something about the seriousness of getting to heaven. If the way leading to heaven is more like a staircase ending with the narrow gate, then it means that reaching heaven is something difficult. It's an arduous task. It's not exactly a comfortable thing to be striving for. So then somebody asks Jesus, Lord, will only a few people be saved? Notice that Jesus doesn't give numbers or percentages to answer the question. Instead, he contrasts those who will be saved against the many who are unsuccessful, the few versus the many. And this is why I guess our culture has this concept of the stairway to heaven and the highway to hell. Now, this sounds extremely harsh, but remember that in last Sunday's gospel, Jesus said he came to bring division and not peace. We had a harsh gospel last weekend. And what's happening between last weekend and this weekend is that Jesus is drawing a line here. He wants us to make a choice, and the line's not as muddy as our culture might have us believe. You know, our culture makes us believe that Jesus was this peace-loving hippie, and as long as we're a good person, we can kind of do what we want and still get to heaven. But the thing is, Jesus tells us we can know right from wrong. We can know truth from what is not true. And the choice is very simple. He's inviting us to choose him or to not choose him. And so right there in that statement, there are two key words. And the first of them is invitation. As God's children, we're all invited to heaven. And that's kind of where we get this theme from the first reading. If you remember two weeks ago, I had explained that there's always a connection by theme between the first reading and the gospel reading in ordinary time. And that theme for this weekend is that the call for salvation, the, the call for the desire of God for us to get to heaven is universal. We hear that from Isaiah in the first reading, that people from all over the earth will come to the Lord. And this would have been scandalous for some of the Jewish readers at the time uh, because they were God's chosen people. The Jews were God's chosen people. So for Gentiles to come to the Lord seemed like a bit of, an, of, of a far-fetched concept. But that call to holiness is universal. God in his endless love and mercy desires us to share heaven with him. So then we have a second key word, choice. We have to make a choice. And I think we all have a fundamental desire to want to be in heaven one day. If you didn't, I'm not sure why you'd be sitting in this church. But getting to heaven is a struggle. It's far from easy. And while we may have a fundamental desire for heaven, that in itself is not choosing heaven. We choose heaven with our actions, with our thoughts, and our words. 
And in a very parallel way, we can also choose hell with our actions, with our thoughts, and with our words. So let's take a look at this image of the banquet we talked about. And what I'd like to do is frame this banquet for what we're doing here today. We're celebrating the Mass. We're celebrating um, the Eucharistic banquet here, which is a foretaste of the banquet of heaven. So we say we come to Mass, and we hear in the Gospels, Lord, let us in. Lord, let us in. We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. So if we look at the Mass as a banquet for us, maybe for us these, these quotes sound something like this. Lord, we came to Mass. Lord, we ate your body. Lord, we drank your blood. Your priest and your deacons preached to us. And then Jesus can still say something like this. I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. You see, we can say that we know who Jesus is, but in reality, most of the time we say we know about Jesus. That's what we mean. Anyone can go get a master's degree in theology. Anyone can do research about the historical Jesus, say who Jesus was, what he did. But that's not the same as knowing Jesus. And maybe some of the young people can identify with this. Many of you here have social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and some of you probably stalk your favorite figures in Hollywood. I'm sure several of you in here can tell me when Miley Cyrus goes shopping on Monday and when Justin Bieber gets coffee on Wednesday. But knowing about these people is not the same as knowing them. We don't know what breaks them. We don't know what gives them joy. It's the same thing with God. We can come to know what he teaches, but if we don't know the heart of God, then that, and let that relationship transform our hearts, then we really don't know who he is. We simply know about God. So we can go to Mass all we want. We can receive the sacraments as often as possible. But if we don't allow the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the sacraments to change the way that we think and act, we're simply checking off boxes. And this becomes a checklist sometimes. You could say, I went to Mass on Sunday. You're here today in this church. Check. I went to confession this month. Check. I gave my 10% of my income this year. Check. It's very easy sometimes to get by in the world if all we're doing is checking off boxes. But it's difficult to get into heaven simply by completing a checklist. And here's the bottom line. God is not interested in our checklist. He's thirsting after our hearts. If you think you can just hand God your checklist and say, look, I've done everything you asked, but lost the meaning behind the task, he's going to reject that checklist and say, I want your heart instead. And here's the thing too. Getting into heaven isn't like a gym membership either. You can't just pay your dues and get all of the perks. You know, I can go to Planet Fitness that's open 24-7 and work out as much as I want and get all the bonus points for, for working out or referring a friend. But this is the thing. What happens with gym memberships a lot of the time? Sometimes many people just get lazy and stop using it. And because it keeps getting deducted out of our bank account, we could say that I'm still a paid member of the gym, but I'm not getting the benefits because I'm not going so heaven's like that in a way that we have to actually put forth the work. We can't just rely on our baptism as our membership and not do the work. That baptism has to mean something. You can't just pay your dues and expect to have the perks of heaven, if we want to call it that. It doesn't work that way. And if my homily today only inspires you to start using your gym membership again, 
then I have to apologize. I've missed the mark. And we can say all we want that I'm a Catholic, but if our baptism means nothing, we don't show up. It has to mean something if we don't do the difficult work that's necessary to live a life of holiness. So just because the door's narrow doesn't mean you can't fit through it. And today I saw um, a picture on Facebook, and it's a man who's trying to get through the narrow gate, and he's got a big bag, and it's, it's, it's not allowing him to go through. He's trying to push this bag through. And he's got all his possessions in this bag. He's got some relationships in this bag. And Jesus is on the other side, his hands up, and he's saying, dude, I'm not stopping you from coming through. That's the thing. We have to strip ourselves of the things that are unnecessary. God wants our hearts. And so here's the thing. Like going to the gym, sometimes we have to lose the excess if we want to fit through the gate. Or sometimes we just have to get over our pride. Get over our pride and in humility stoop down so that we can walk through that narrow gate.